Hey, Cam. Yes, Alex. Have uh, have have you and the wife gotten into investing in any kind of any way? Uh, do do you have stocks, bonds, anything like that? Yeah, we've got a we've got a couple of stocks that we we play around with, and you know we we have in our portfolio, so to speak. We've had them for a few years now. Uh, how how about you? Um, a little bit here and there, but but not a ton. But I, I actually I got a tip the other day, um, from uh, from a skeleton. Who said that I really needed to keep my money in the in the crypto market? You know what? I'm not even gonna get mad at that. It's Halloween, baby! Dansby throws to first base. Is this happening? It is! The Atlanta Braves are world champions! Welcome to the Chatting Average Podcast, presented by Sports Drink. Here are your hosts, Cam Matthews and Alex Butler. Now you're all in big, big trouble. Welcome to your friendly neighborhood Atlanta Braves Podcast. Welcome to Chatting Average. I'm your host, Alex, joined as always. By Mr. Cam Matthews. Cam, how you doing today? What's dandy Halloween candy? Oh my god. Full disclosure, I wanted to work pumpkin in there somehow, but I could only think of one word that rhymed with pumpkin, and I was not gonna say that on this show. <laughs> um for those of you for those of you who who have forgotten between last season and now, uh there is one host of this show. Uh, that's not, you know, terribly festive or into, into holiday stuff. And there's one host of this show, uh, who is the exact opposite. You're right. Can you guys guess which one? <laughs> they will certainly know by the end of this episode. But, uh, before we get into all of our seasonal festivities, Cam, how's, uh, how's your week been going? Pretty good, pretty good. You know, uh, I've, I've been in my new job now for a few months. So I was on the road a little bit this past week, hence why chatting yardage had a bit of a delayed drop on Friday, which I thought I would never hear the end of. <laughs> Pointing out specifically a couple of people on that, but no, it's been it's been good. It's been it's been great. Uh, high school football finished up this past Friday for me, so a little bittersweet as it always is, but now. I get kind of the the rest of my year and first couple of months of next year before high school baseball starts back up. All right. Nice. What about you? Oh, it's uh, been, been a pretty calm week. Haven't, haven't had a lot going on. I did, uh, did get to go to the Falcons Panthers game today with, uh, with friend of the show, Jeff Donahue. This was all courtesy of, uh, of Braves and beer, by the way, if you don't follow him on Twitter, go find him and, and, uh, and, and give him a follow. He was kind enough to bring, uh, myself, Jeff Donahue and, uh, and Jay Donna to the, to the game today. So we had an absolute blast and it was, just the the dumbest football game from beginning to end but my god was it entertaining <laughs> as uh, as football games between the Panthers and Falcons tend to be it was so dumb <laughs> oh god <laughs> we're just we're, we're we're just playing for CJ Stroud at this point for those that don't know I'm a Panthers fan and Alex is a Falcons fan so yes and the Falcons are are going to make a mad run to the posts to the uh, to the playoffs and lose by sixty in the first round, uh, <laughs> with with a five and twelve record. With a five and twelve record, and somehow <laughs> still not get a good draft pick. Hey, as, you know that's as is tradition. As is tradition, not good enough to be good, and not bad enough to try to be good. <laughs> well, tradition for the end of October is one thing and one thing only, and that's World Series Baseball, you guys. So, uh, even oh, there's still baseball being played. There, Shut up, Cam. Even okay. though our beloved Braves are not participating this year, Chatting Average is still uh, on location. Um, can't tell you what location, but on location to describe the happenings of the World Series to you. 
So we have the Philadelphia Phillies and the Houston Astros. Game one of the World Series was this past Friday. Had a, an all-star pitching matchup with Justin Verlander going up against Aaron Nola. So you just knew this one was going to be a, a low-scoring game, a kind of one nothing pitcher's duel. And then baseball happened. Uh, Aaron Nola only goes four and a third, allowing six hits, five earned runs, walks two and strikes out five. Justin Verlander goes five innings, allowing six hits, five earned runs, strikes out two and walks five. They had identical lines. Um, but Justin Verlander, most notably, uh, raised his po his uh, World Series ERA to over six. And amongst qualified pitchers, Justin Verlander now owns the worst World Series ERA of all time. That's wild, isn't it? All that, time. There has that, never been a worse World Series pitcher than Justin Verlander by the numbers. You've got this generational talent guy, first ballot Hall of Famer. Working on and, his third Cy Young Award. Yeah, yeah, like legitimately a, probably going to take home the Cy Young, you know, if there's a good chance of that. Like, he just falls apart in the World Series. It's, it's kind it's, of incredible, to be honest. Is Justin Verlander what everyone used to like to make fun of Clayton Kershaw for being? Uh, yeah, in a, in a, I, in a way. I in mean, a way. That, it's, it's tough. Uh, it, it, it's it's Aaron Rodgers syndrome. Right, right. Yeah. Um, well, the scoring got started early with a, uh, a big home run in the second inning from Kyle Tucker. Before... Kyle Tucker comes back in the third inning and hits another home run, uh, ultimately putting the uh, Astros up five to nothing. So, uh, fun fact, you know, I was calling a football game on Friday night. We go to a commercial break at one point, and I've mentioned before, my co-host and I, we're, we're both big baseball fans, of course, and so I pull up the score on my phone, and at this point, it's five to nothing, and I show him the screen, and he kind of rolls his eyes, and he goes, well, I think that's how that's going to go. <laughs> and so it was the Astros won five to nothing correct and that was the end of the game that was Actually, the end no. of the game um the funny thing was I dozed off at about that point of the game uh and I woke up in the ninth inning to a very different ball game because uh the Astros bullpen or, or actually no this was mostly on uh on uh Verlander but uh in the fourth and fifth inning uh, the the Phillies managed to tack on five runs and tie up the ball game. Uh, this game ultimately goes to extras. And in the bottom of the 10th, JT Real Muto homers to right field. And the Phillies hold on to the lead, win the game six to five, steal one at home from the Houston Astros or steal one away from the Astros at, at their place. So the Astros are what? now 0-5 in World Series Game 1? They've never won a Game 1 of the World Series in franchise history. That's that's wild. <laughs> There's some crazy stats coming out of this. Um, we, well, we are in spooky season. We are in spooky season. And it will be the spookiest of seasons if the Astros can't come back and make this a series against the Phillies. So, game two, following night, back in Houston, had Framber Valdez on the mound for the Astros and Zach Wheeler going for the Phillies. Uh, Framber is a guy that we've talked about a lot this season, had that in incredible streak of, uh, of, of innings without allowing a run. He went six and a third, allowing only four hits, one earned run, did walk three, but struck out nine. Uh, and Zach Wheeler goes five innings and allows four earned runs and walks three. So Wheeler was not himself. Uh, Framber Valdez was, and that did not bode well for the Phillies. By the time uh, by the time the Phillies scored their first run, it was the seventh inning, and they were down by five. So we get to the end of the ball game, and the the uh, the Astros win five to two to tie up the series and take it to Philly. Yeah. It that felt more like the Astros. I think we expect to see exactly. Um, yeah. So I think it's already been said that the Phillies are going to go with Syndergaard to start game three of the world series, which. Uh... I mean, they had, they had to use Suarez out of the bullpen. So 
uh, I, I mean, kind of have to. So, uh, fun fact, uh, Noah Syndergaard is the only Mets pitcher to win a World Series game for them in almost 30 years. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wait, Noah Syndergaard won a World Series game already? With the Mets a few years ago. Oh, 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 oh. oh. My yeah, bad. I'm, I'm, I'm making fun of the Mets here, Alex, oh, as, as oh. we often do. Here, here. Sorry, Joe, if you're still listening. <laughs> I haven't heard from him in a while. Is he mad at us? Does he hate us? Uh, I think he's made a, a shift sort of away from from the Twitter where we hang out over to the uh, to the TikToks. Oh, oh. Yeah, I'm not on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, so go check out okay. Does that make on, me old? On TikTok. Oh, yeah, Cam. What? Yeah. That that okay that that makes me old. Interesting. You're well. Old. I will be older this yes. week. Yeah, that's what yes. I say. <laughs> oh, by the way, everybody, uh, you will be hearing this episode on uh, on Halloween morning if you catch it when uh, when it drops. Two days later, this coming oh, Wednesday is my beloved adult son Cameron's birthday. <laughs> yep. Indeed, it is. He's gonna be, and it will also be seven. Okay, that's not accurate whatsoever. I will be twenty-nine. <laughs> Man, it is the last he'll year of my twenties, and I'm I'm feeling some kind of way about the that. Very last year of his twenties. Yeah, I'm a I'm feeling some kind of way about that. Not gonna lie. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Thirty. I, I was, uh, I was telling Donna today. Actually, thirty was the the first birthday, um, where it really hit me that like, oh yeah, I'm getting older and this kind of sucks. <laughs> oh, I think that great. was the. I think thirty was the last birthday where I, I, the first birthday where where I thought to myself, you know, I, we don't need to do this birthday thing anymore. I don't know. I might, I might just go like all out one more time next year. And just call it a day. <laughs> and then just slowly start rolling towards my grave or something. Just you know? party like a rock star and wake up the next morning realizing why you can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, one one last hurrah, just right off into the sunset. <laughs> a blaze of glory. Uh well before we before before you ride off into the sunset, we're gonna we're gonna need some uh some spooky segments from you, Cam. You got something on deck for us? Oh boy, do I. Alex, are you ready for thrills, chills, and spills? Let's do it. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the match he did the monster match the monster match it was a graveyard smash he did the match it caught on in a flash he did the match he did the monster match from my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast the ghouls all came from their humble abodes to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flag. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolf. Dracula and his son They played the monster match The monster match It was a graveyard smash They played the match It got on in a flash They played the match They played the monster match Out from his coffin Rack's voice did ring Seemed he was troubled by just one thing Opened the lid and shook his fist and said Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the match. It's now the monster match. The monster match. 
And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the mash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool. Drag's a part of the band. And my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them what is said. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. The monster mash. And do my graveyard smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. Mash. As we mentioned, it is Halloween season. And as is tradition here on the Chatting Average Podcast, we're going to dive into some spooky stories and games to set the set the mood just right. Alex, are you ready? I am ready, Cam. You fake that enthusiasm, but I'll, I'll take it anyway. All right. So, <laughs> it's the best you're going to get. So, you know, yes, that's fair. All right, so you know, uh, on this on this program before, we we've, we've told some ghost stories. We've talked about the uh, the haunting in Milwaukee at the Fister Motel. Fister? I hardly know her. <laughs> yeah, see, that's why I left that gap there because I was going to let you say that because I figured you would. <laughs> um, we talked about a we talked about a demonically possessed uh, Colonel Sanders, which that was fun. Uh we talked about Ty Cobb's ha- uh, Hall chicken. of Fame plaque. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we had talked about Ty Cobb's Hall of Fame plaque being haunted. Well, today oh. we are going to talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to talk about a famous ballpark being haunted. Alex, you lived in Chicago. Did, were you ever told that Wrigley Field is supposedly filled with ghosts and spirits? Uh, I'd heard that, yeah. I, I'd, I'd never experienced any such thing myself, but I, I'd certainly heard that. Well, we're going to dive into that, into the haunted history of Wrigley Field tonight. So, uh, Wrigley Field opened in 1914, as just as Babe Ruth was making his debut with the Boston Red Sox, just to give you a point of reference. Although when the gates first opened, it wasn't actually called Wrigley Field, it was called Wiegman Park. Wiegman doesn't quite have the same ring as Wrigley, but at the time, Charles Wiegman owned a club called the Chicago Whales. The Whales were part of an outlaw major league called the Federal League. The Whales needed a place to play, so Wiegman built a park and named it after himself, like you do. After the 1915 season, the Whales and the Federal League folded. But Wiegman was not done with baseball. He formed a partnership with a man named William Wrigley Jr. They bought the Chicago Cubs and moved them into Wiegman Field. In 1918, Wrigley purchased a controlling interest for the Cubs. For a time, the field was called Cubs Park, and then in 1926, it was renamed Wrigley Field. So there's a little history behind the ballpark just to get you up to speed. So now we travel to 1925 to a man named Charles Grimm. Charles Grimm was a first baseman who played for and managed the Cubs. He joined Chicago in 1925 and took over the managerial duties from Roger Hornsby in 1932. Over a 20-year career, Grimm amassed a 290 average with 2,299 hits. As manager of the Cubbies, Grimm had a 547 winning percentage. He also won three pennants and appeared in the 1932 World Series against the New York Yankees. The Yankees ended up sweeping the series, which is possibly why... Grimm can't bring himself to leave Wrigley Field. It has been reported by graveyard shift security guards that the Wrigley bullpen phones ring randomly. Legend has it that the phantom calls are Grimm making pitching changes from the afterlife. Also, guards have spotted his ghostly image pacing the halls and have heard their names being whispered from the darkness. One explanation for his inability to leave the grounds could be that his mortal remains are housed in a private box in left center field. Or it could be that he is still trying to outduel Joe McCarthy. Possibly it could be both. So either way, next time you visit Wrigley, don't be surprised to hear your name coming through from the other side. Is, is, he, <laughs> a, 
Is he actually buried in left center? So supposedly his ashes are in a box somewhere out in left center field. It's it's an urban legend. Yeah, it's an urban legend, but so they say. So now we're going to move on to another spirit that might be living within the the confines of Wrigley Field. So it is well known that fans bring the ashes of loved ones and drop a bit of them in the ivy so that so that the deceased may watch baseball for eternity. One such fan was Steve Goodman. Goodman was a well-known folk music singer and songwriter who penned the song City of New Orleans. Also, Goodman was a Cubs superfan who wrote many songs about his team, which includes the song Go Cubs Go. Go Cubs Go, of course, is played and sung at the close of every Cubs home game. Steve passed away from leukemia in 1984, and his last wish was to have his ashes spread at Wrigley. He wrote, quote, let my ashes blow in a beautiful snow from the prevailing 30-mile-an-hour southwest wind when my last remains go flying over the left field wall. And so the Cubs granted his last wish, and his ashes were scattered on Wrigley Field. Since his remains were laid to rest at the field, fans have reported seeing his ghost sitting in the seats behind home plate Enjoying the ball game just as he did in life. Huh. Spooky. I didn't didn't realize there were so many people dumping their ashes at Wrigley Field. Yeah, apparently that is a thing, that people will get outfield seats and put loved ones' ashes in the ivy on the outfield wall. Hmm. It's interesting. All right. We got one final ghost, and he might be the most famous of them all at Wrigley. The first image that most people think of when they hear the name Harry Carey is those big black-rimmed glasses. The second thing that they think of is Carey leading the fans in a boisterous rendition of Take Me Out to the Ball Game during the seventh inning stretch. But just in case the name Harry Carey doesn't evoke these images, here is a short background of the mayor of Rush Street. Carey was a sportscaster on radio and television for over 50 years. He started his career with the St. Louis Cardinals in 1945 and worked there until 1970. He then had a single-season stay in Oakland, followed up with 11 years on the south side of Chicago with the White Sox. After over a decade, he moved to the north side, where he would finish out the remaining 16 years of his career with the Cubs. He was beloved for his rollicking personality and is immortalized with a statue at Wrigley. Carey unfortunately died in 1988, but he hasn't exactly left Wrigley Field. Workers and fans alike attest to seeing his ghost haunting the press box and nearby bleachers. Carey has also come through in the form of an unexplainable mist, inexplicable presence, and an overwhelming feeling. Fans have attributed these mysterious sensations to Carey, who was well known for interacting with the crowd. It looks as though death couldn't even stop him from his fan relations. <laughs> And it's still not as scary as the Harry Carey hologram that we saw during the Field of Dreams game. (laughs) That was truly terrifying. It was unsettling, to say the least. It was not Harry Carey. (laughs) No, it it, it was not. I hate that they did that. Anyway, all right. So that's enough. uh, That's enough scary stories for today's podcast. How about a how about a game, Alex? You ready for this? Ooh, what do you got? Okay, so we're going to play a game called Trick or Treat. And in this game, you know, kids come to your door on Halloween, and sometimes you know what they're dressed as, and sometimes you don't. In fact, we took my our daughter yesterday downtown here in our little town and did some door-to-door trick-or-treating at local businesses. And as I looked around and saw all the kids dressed up, some costumes I immediately recognized, like, oh, uh, he he's Mario, or... Oh, I, I recognize him. He's Buzz Lightyear. And then some costumes, I have no earthly idea what they are because I am no longer young and or hip. Uh, so <laughs> how we're going to play this game is this. I'm going to be a trick-or-treater, and I'm going to be standing at your door, and I'm going to give you a couple of hints as to what Braves player I am dressed up as. Ooh, okay. I like your job game. Your job is to guess who I am. And all of these players were on the 2022 roster. I've I've slimmed it down to that. It's not all time. It is just the 2022 roster. Okay. Are you ready? I've never been more ready in my life. All right, Alex. Trick or treat. I am standing at your door. 
I am dressed up as somebody who played in only five games for the Braves this year and collected two base hits. Who am I? You're Robinson Cano. Eh. Incorrect. Oh, I thought I had it. I am Manny Pena. Okay. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Remember when he was like an off-season signing last year? Yeah. I well, because, I didn't. I, I forgot didn't he had. Contreras was going to cut it at the time. Yeah, yeah. And I completely forgot that Manny had five games with us this year. I, I forgot. I I almost like incorrectly remembered him just being hurt the entire season. Right. Well, that he did end up getting hurt. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I had forgotten that he actually did play with oh, us yeah, okay. for yeah. a very limited amount of time. Okay. Trick or treat, Alex. I am dressed up as somebody who made the most appearances this season out of the bullpen more than any other Braves reliever. Who am I? You are, you are Colin McHugh. That is incorrect. Ah. I am AJ Minter. Okay. Yeah, that was, it was one of the two. Yeah. So I, I am AJ Minter and I made 75 appearances this season out of the bullpen. Yeah. Uh, just in terms of like top five, AJ Minter with 75, Kenley Jansen with 65, Colin McHugh 58, Dylan Lee 46, Tyler Matzik 42. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So there that you go. Maybe AJ. What a year yeah, no, he had. Well, well, just what a what a career turnaround he has had. Like you remember uh, when, what season was it? 2019 when our whole closer situation was just in limbo and we had to go with Luke Jackson for a while. And then like we tried to make AJ Minter the closer and that just did not work at all. Yeah. But man, what a, what a turnaround he has had. And then he goes on to start a game in the NLCS in 2020. Last year, he was just dominant this year. Yeah. Yeah. How many, he gave us what three, four, just like ridiculous innings. Yeah. And nobody expected he he wasn't stretched out at all. No, no, not at all. So yeah, I mean, what a what a guy friend friend of Cam Matthews and wife AJ Minter. <laughs> because I have the most awkward picture ever with him. It is it is awkward and it's delightful. It's so great. All right, uh, trick or treat, Alex. I am dressed as somebody who led the team in walks, RBIs, and intentional walks this season. You're Austin Riley. That is incorrect. Oh, come on. I am Matt Olson. I just, I I didn't remember him walking a lot. He did. He did. So hang on. Let me, let me get this sorted real quick. So Matt Olson. I got to get one of these, right? Oh yeah, you will. You will. Uh, Matt Olson had 75 walks this year. Wow. And six intentional walks. He also, of course, led the team in RBIs with 103. It's amazing how how bad it felt like he was for a significant portion of the season. But when we get to the end and total up all of the numbers, he actually put together a pretty solid one. Oh yeah, he had a he had a tremendous year. Like if that's that, if that's a Matt Olson season, we're gonna get. I, I'll take it. I'll take it every day of the week. And plus, like. With his age, you still have to feel like he is due for a ridiculous season, right? Well, yeah, and and I, the the, I guess it, it never really was that he wasn't good enough. It was just that he was inconsistent, and that was a little frustrating at times when we were coming from having Mister Consistency, Freddie Freeman at first base for all those years. Right, but, right, yeah, just just unbelievable results from him and. uh yeah, well, I, I think I think you can chalk some of the inconsistencies up to uh, just him trying to find his way at, with a new team and trying to get comfortable with the the system he's in and the day to day and everything. Uh, you just started a new job, so I I have to imagine it's it's a fairly similar thing for you. There's just a feeling out period you have to get through. So oh, absolutely. Well, and like I came into my new job not in the position of 
they decided not to bring somebody back for the position that I'm in. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, I don't know. There, there, yeah, there's, the guy, a, there's a whole lot that goes into Matt well, coming to him. The guy who they were going to hire, um, there was just a mix up with the offers with his agent. And, uh, oh, like, okay. Like you, you got the job, but, but, but everybody wanted the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It was really weird though, like walking <laughs> into the office the first day and there were people outside like burning the other guy's uh, suit jacket out front and barrels and stuff like that. I don't know. It was really weird. All right. Yeah. The, uh, like the, the plaque for his parking, the plaque for his parking spot had a piece of duct tape over it with like, with, with Matthews written on it. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. And then like some Brown noser on my very first day wouldn't let me into the, uh, the old guy's cubicle and said, no, 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 that's still his. <laughs> Yes, I just called Dan uh, Zuzalos is... the brown noser. <laughs> this is all a bit of a stretch, but I'm loving every bit of it. Absolutely. All right. Trick or treat, Alex. I am dressed as somebody who played only one game for the Braves this year, but I went three for four in that game. Who am I? All right, we're going back to the well. It's Robbie Canal. <laughs> incorrect i am chadwick trump no! no do you remember the chadwick trump game the chadwick trump game was incredible it was <laughs> i was laughing so hard that entire game he goes three for four with two doubles against the marlins and then gets hurt oh man and he was what a guy what a he was what a what a what a guy Chadwick Trump is. I hope to see him back. Oh man, good stuff, good stuff. All right, Alex, here's one. Here's one. I feel like you got to get. Okay, give me a layup. All right. I'm, well, I'm hoping this is a layup. Okay, trick or treat, Alex. I am dressed as somebody who had the most starts of any starting pitcher this season for the Braves, as well as the most strikeouts. Who am I? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. I'm between two. Um, um, uh, it's, it's the second half of that fact that's throwing you off, isn't it? It, it is. <laughs> <laughs> There's somebody screaming at their speaker right now. Oh, I know. It's either Morton or Wright. Um, we're going to go Charlie Morton. That is correct let's go Woo! charlie morton started 31 games this year and collected 205 strikeouts that's three more strikeouts than spencer strider and that is one more start than both max Re- max freed and kyle wright so there you go oh, all right charlie morton all right got a couple more here uh trick right. or treat alex I am dressed as somebody who appeared in left field this season 35 times, the most of any position for me this year, and I committed zero errors while playing there. Who am I? Hmm. So you said the most of any position, so that implies that it was someone who played multiple positions. Correct. Eddie Rosario. No, so close. It is Guillermo Heredia. Oh, he got, yeah. he got 35 starts? No, not 35 starts. Uh, he appeared in left field 35 times. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, and committed gotcha. zero. In fact, in fact, he only had one error on the season, and it was wow. in right field. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. He had he had 35 appearances in left, I think around 30 in right field, and then 20-something in center field this season. Tough question for you, Cam. What you got? Is Guillermo Heredia a brave in 2023? I think he has to be. I, I mean, I, yeah. I think he has yeah, to. Yeah, like, I, I, I just I, like I know Alex Anthopoulos is all about team chemistry and everything. I just I don't think like 
I, I know he doesn't add much, but I just don't like in terms of player he, production, but I don't think you can give that he up. He serves no functional on field purpose. And yet I cannot imagine the Braves without him. Yeah. Like it's really weird. <laughs> like this guy that comes in in games when it's like garbage time. Yeah. Bring back Guillermo. Okay. Last one here, Alex. Let's see if you can get this one. Trick or treat, I am dressed as the Brave, who had the most at-bats, base hits, and the most strikeouts this year for the team. Who am I? I'm 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 going with someone I've already gone with yet again. Let's uh let's say Dansby Swanson. That is correct. All right. So, Dansby Swanson finished out the year what above and beyond the most um, at-bats with 640. He also finished out the year with 177 hits and 182 strikeouts. Wow. Yeah, he was, he was striking out at just an unbelievable clip to start the year. Oh yeah, like it's hard to it's it's funny looking back now and looking at the first like month of the season and how historically bad he was performing. Well, and and take that month out and look look how much better his measurables get. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Good job. That was a that was a fun game, Alex. Yeah. I've got Yeah. Yeah. So I've got I've got one final like little discussion topic to okay. end to to finish up our Halloween podcast for this year. So what we're going to do in this segment is we are going to cast a horror movie using Braves players. And here's how we're going. Okay. And here is how we are going to do it. So, you know, you, you sit down to watch a horror movie and more often than not, horror movies have some similar tropes, right? Where the group splits up for some reason. Or the creepy old man who at the gas station says, no, you don't want to go down that road. That sort of thing, right? (laughs) So first of all, first of all, we need to take a deep dive into where on earth that voice came from. Uh, That was uh, Fred Gwynn from the original Pet Cemetery. Ooh, okay. (laughs) The land's gone sour. That voice. Uh, Okay. (laughs) All right, Chris. Can we, can we can we talk about him getting his like Achilles tendon cut in that movie? Because that is like still the worst thing ever. Um, I you never you've never watched Pet Cemetery, have you? I, I don't think I have. All right, moving on. So <laughs> what we're gonna do is using the idea of tropes, we are going to cast a horror movie using Brave, but we are going to use the five most common types of horror movie characters. Okay. Okay. So here's how we're going going to cast them. All right. Character number one for our Braves horror movie. One of the most often typecast characters is the Harbinger. Typically an older character within the movie that warns the other characters of impending danger. Usually serves as a narrative background. Uh, is typically wise as to the happenings within the movie itself. And more often than not, ends up being a victim as well. So who is the harbinger in this movie that is trying to protect the other characters? So uh, I'm going to potentially cheat on the very first one. And oh, come on now. <laughs> say that it's, it's actually a member of the coaching staff, not a player. That, that's um, fair. That's fair. It's it, it's got to be a coach for for that kind of role, um, because they're they're the people that that look out for problems that that if they see something, they will warn you and, and give you a heads up. Um, right. So so Ron Washington is my harbinger. That's exactly who I was thinking for this, too, uh, just and, because and he's perfect for it, too. The 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 look, the voice, everything. I, I think it is. That's a that's a slam dunk casting decision. I like it. I like it. And, and simply because I just want a scene where, you know, he's talking to them about the impending monster or killer that our characters are trying to get away from. And he's like, look, young bucks, when you hear that chainsaw start up, it better be nothing but asses and elbows out of here. All right. Like, <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> All right. So now that I'm thinking about it, like I just imagine Braves guys running away from a monster and Wash just standing there giving the windmill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they're in just a dark forest and Wash is just windmilling away. <laughs> save yourself. Green light, green light. Green light. Save yourself. Except for you, Olsen. <laughs> Let me get ahead of you. They're running away from the monster, and Eddie Rosario's like, I haven't gotten my eyes fixed. Did Wash tap his belt? <laughs> well, all right, we'll, 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 get into, we'll get into a couple things on that. I, I don't, I don't want to mention too many players yet because we still have to cast the rest of this movie. Ah, all right. All right. So another common, uh, common horror movie character that we've seen, especially in the 70s and 80s when slashers were all the rage, the dumb jock. The guy who doesn't believe that necessarily anything is wrong wants to play tough guy, and inevitably, that will backfire on him. So, who from the Braves is our horror movie jock in this scenario? Well, see, this is the the first and only time I will say um, that it would be easier if Pete Alonzo played for the Braves, because... uh, (laughs) He absolutely... He he wouldn't be that guy. He is perfect for that role. Um, <laughs> nice costume, man. What are you supposed to be? And then, like, he just gets taken out. But, yeah, like, part of part of the thing I like so much about the Braves is we don't have a bunch of guys who I feel like think incredibly highly of themselves. Like, there are a few, for sure. But um, I, 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 don't, I don't see too many dumb jock personalities on the team. But um, I, will, I will just... I will drop jock from that and just say dumb. Um, and we'll go, we'll go with Marcel Ozuna. Okay. That works. Cause he is very dumb. Yes. All right. I don't think, I think that's a plenty appropriate answer. I'm cool with that. Okay. This might be the absolute easiest one to answer. <laughs> and I will be disappointed if you don't answer this one the way I think you should. Well, don't know there which nearly guarantees that i won't by the way yeah well now that i think about it there are a couple of ways this one could go okay so you know horror movies at least non-modern horror movies which are horrible to watch because they are downright depressing are not always so serious oftentimes there is a character that serves as comedic relief (laughs) needed needed to break the tension now and then of our scary cinematic adventures so alex who from the Braves will be comedic relief in our horror movie? <laughs> I know who I know who you want me to go with, but I'm going with Travis Darnell. Okay, all right. I hey, I'm fine with that. Travis Darno is sneaky hilarious. He is sneaky funny, <laughs> and and, it, and it's it's so weird how I didn't realize that to like this season. It was either. it was this season because every year prior. Like you never really heard much from him. It wasn't. It wasn't that that like we we thought his personality was something else. We just didn't know what it was because we never saw it. And then <laughs> this season, uh, I, I think it probably started with that with that horrible uh, hit by pitch. Um, oh, I still have nightmares about that. Oh God! Uh, I hope his children <laughs> weren't watching. Uh, oh, <laughs> but yeah, like turns out he's he's a, a freaking hilarious guy. Yeah, okay. I'm cool with that. I think, of course, the obvious answer was Heredia. Guillermo is the obvious one, yeah. Yeah, Guillermo is, like, going after the monster with his pink sword. (laughs) He's just, like, running at at the killer, like, be cocky all the time and, like, trying to take him out. Just getting in his face and talking shit for no reason. (laughs) Braze. Like, it'd be so great. Braze. I think Luke Luke Jackson could serve as good comedic relief. Like, the the stoner, geeky kind of kid. In, oh in a yeah, horror he, movie. He, he's he's shaggy in this movie. I like it. Yeah, yeah. So we got we got some options there. But we'll, all right, we'll go with Travis Darno. Okay, our fourth character is one that you know we often see, and usually it'll it'll end up backfiring on them. They're kind of the kind of a stick in the mud, so to speak, or kind of hard to hard to convince, and they are the skeptic. They don't necessarily believe there is a monster or that something would be after them no no that's not happening that can't be true you're you're making this up ron washington (laughs) who who 
is our skeptic in the Braves horror movie. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to go... I'm going to go with somebody who level-headed, um, you know, doesn't doesn't get too worked up about anything. Um, someone who, uh, um, how how to put this? How to put this? Um, uh, someone who's not someone who's never too high or too low. Someone someone who um, seems inquisitive to me. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Jesse Chavez. Ooh, okay, okay. That's I see, fun. I can see him just sitting back, kind of chilling, be like, "Yeah, oh, there's, there's no problem here." I like that answer. I like that answer. I was so I was leaning. I like I like the inquisitive angle on this. So I was leaning more so somebody like a Max Freed, who gets super serious about this and be like, "No, there's no way this would happen." But then when he's convinced it is happening goes into like game mode of step back. I got this. Like right. that kind of guy. Yeah. The monster yeah. stepped on his ankle and so it's over now. Oh, it's it's over, son. Like you you have no chance. But no, I'm cool with Jesse Chavez. All right. All right. We'll, we'll go with that. Okay. I'm just picking guys I want to see in a movie. Jesse Chavez will be the best dressed guy in this movie. I know Absolutely. that. <laughs> Do we bring Jesse Chavez back next year? God, I hope so. I hope so too. I love that he's, guy so much. Like it, it's he's so ridiculous. good in the role we use him in. Yeah, um, he really is, and he's no good for anyone else. So why not just make it work? Exactly. Exactly. Like Jesse's Jesse's gone everywhere else. So maybe he takes a little bit less money to come back to the Braves uh, and 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 keep a role that he knows he can be successful in. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, he's good for that. Like fourth fifth inning when the starter gets you know gets worked or something like yeah he's perfect for that role but at the same time he's good for like the the seventh or eighth inning when when your bullpen's been spent the last few days he is he is at that man he's good good stuff okay alex our final one and this might be the most important one. Oh yeah this is big this is big all right so you think of movies like halloween Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. One common theme among all of these movies is in the very end, one character remains. Alex, of all of the Braves players, who is our final girl? <laughs> oh, man. Um... The, the the last man standing. Um, I'm, uh, you know, my gut's telling me Ozzy Albies, and and I'm he just he strikes me as that as that crafty kind of guy that can escape when he needs to escape, can attack when he needs to attack. Uh, he's, he's fast enough, but he's also strong enough. So yeah, I like I'm, this. I'm going Ozzy. I like this. All right, I think we have. The perfect movie. So uh, the Braze Horror movie stars Ron Washington as the Harbinger, Ozuna as the dumb jock, Travis Darno as the comedic relief, Jesse Chavez as the skeptic, and Ozzy Albies as your final girl. Well, Cam. Yes. Cam. We're we're actually we're actually not done casting yet. Oh no. I mean, I don't know how many movies you've ever seen with five people in it, but it it'll at least need six. So so Cam. Every horror movie needs a monster or a bad guy. Who is the monster or the bad guy in the Braves horror movie? Who? Who is the monster or the bad guy in the Braves horror movie? You ready for this? Brandon Nemo. Oh, God! Yeah, yeah. Just I, just sprinting after the Braves the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know that you know that meme of the guy running in the rearview mirror? After... Yes, that's Nemo. <laughs> that's Nemo. <laughs> you may be fast, but he's faster. <laughs> now, okay, who are you picking? I'm going to go with somebody who 
when the mask comes off, you may be shocked to see that he was the villain all along. And that is Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman. Yes. Yes. Yes, he did it. He did it. (laughs) And he would have gotten away with it, too. If it weren't for those meddling kids. And your dumb pink swords. <laughs> and your your dumb pink swords and eye black. <laughs> Fix your hat. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> your days off can't save you now. <laughs> I think we've got ourselves a movie here, Cam. I like it. Coming to a theater near you. Well, everybody, that's all I've got for the Halloween podcast this year. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, to the show. We've got, a, we've got what, three episodes left this season, Alex, is what we've kind of got planned out? Yep, three more episodes this season. Yeah, yeah. We, we've got a couple of other surprises coming along the way, as we typically do to, yeah, uh, to you, round you, out the rest of the year. You guys know how we like to do it. We like we like to end each season with a bang. So we're going to we're going to work on putting something cool together for you for the uh, for the last show of the year. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, but to remind you, today's episode is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Uh, It's a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're helping us grow and hating your favorite team. So go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram or Twitter and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. That's spelled like sports drink, just without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the spooky stuff out, Cam. I cannot make any promises. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. For Mr. Cam Matthews, my name's Alex. We'll see y'all next week for another brand new episode of the Chatting Average Podcast. Bye. has been the chatting average podcast brought to you by sports drink be sure to check out our merchandise store at teespring.com slash stores slash chatting average podcast and please consider becoming a patron of our show at patreon.com slash chatting average we'll see you next week for another brand new episode <laughs>